When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Over the weekend, a great Arizona tradition was held. Whether you're on the winning side or the losing side, the Wildcats or the Sun Devils, the Territorial Cup game is a time-honored tradition. It's almost synonymous with the Thanksgiving holiday at this point. Turkey, mashed potatoes, Black Friday, and the duel in the desert. Some people go all out. And which side you pick is really important. The college football showdown between Arizona State University and the University of Arizona dates back before Arizona was even a state. And for some, it's a rivalry they'll take to their grave. Welcome to Valley 101, an Arizona Republic podcast about Metro Phoenix and beyond. And today, we're breaking down the biggest rivalry in the state. And maybe in all of sports? Why do we like rivalries? And why do we hold on to them for so long? I'm producer Amanda Luberto. And while I'll try to keep my biases to a minimum, (coughs) go devils, (coughs) I'll answer these questions. The matchup between these two schools goes way back. And opens the throttle on the Cleveland steamroller with a short pass to Ken Carpenter, who goes for a first down on the Chicago 26. No, like, like even further back. More like... While I doubt the school marching bands were playing the waltz like you just heard, this is more the era I'm talking about. It started back in 1899. That was the first year. And at the time, ASU was called Tempe Normal School. And ASU actually won the first game way back in 1899. And it's now the longest running trophy series in college football. That's right. In 1899, before Arizona had even joined the United States, these two colleges were facing off on the field. This is also the first year that the University of Arizona even had a football team. So the quest for the cup is embedded in their history. That was Michelle Gardner. She covers ASU football and men's basketball for the Arizona Republic. 
And how long have you worked at the Republic? I was hired in September of 2018. So about four years? Yeah, yeah. I came in four games into the 2018 season. So this competition has been going on for over a century. What keeps rivalries alive for so long? For more about the psychology behind rivalries, I met with Judy Van Ralt virtually. She's a professor of psychology at Springfield College and specializes in sports performance. She says it comes down to a few reasons. Some people think that rivalries begin when there's a certain amount of similarity. So ASU doesn't have a rivalry with the pre-K football team or the, even the high school football team. It's not similar enough. And then you need repeated competition. If you only played once and done, wouldn't be there. And then there has to be a certain amount of competitiveness. Um, being near each other kind of ramps it up a little. So rivalries often are you know, within state or within uh, proximity within a league. And then those things contribute to the rivalry. It makes sense that the two largest state universities, both having Division I football teams, would be rivals. Proximity and similarity. This is how you get matchups like the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, noted to be the oldest rivalry in professional baseball. Or even cross-state rivalries, like the Ohio State University and the University of Michigan, who have met on the field 117 times. Their football matchup is so famous that it is now just referred to as the game. Continuing tradition and meeting once a year, as in college football, or even a few times a year, as in most professional sports, feeds into the competitive nature. Then people engage in it. They're motivated to win. They work hard. And then they exert effort. And then let's imagine they win. That feels great. They're like, yes, I would like to do it again. And so that sort of feeds into the rivalry. And if a team loses, you would think, oh, they're out, but not necessarily because next year we need to get them. And so that that original cycle can continue to feed on itself over time. Over the last few seasons, both Arizona State and University of Arizona haven't had the most impressive football teams. More on that later. But as some fans will joke, the only game that matters is the Territorial Cup game. There may not be a conference title on the line or a playoff game, but sometimes those rivalry games have higher stakes, even though they're psychological stakes. This can even be the case in other tournaments, where maybe one team is historically better than the other, like with the Army-Navy football game. In 2016, Army beat Navy for the first time in 14 years. But it's a rivalry game that even U.S. presidents try to attend. 
But I think the rivalries live on simply because they're fun. We like to be a part of them. Psychologically, this is called in-group bias. So sometimes when we talk about things like um, discrimination and prejudice and racism, the focus is on the other group and who people dislike. But some of what contributes to um, separation between groups is that we like our own group better. Maybe this is why I think maroon and gold is a better color combination than navy and cardinal. In-group bias also leads to something called basking in reflective glory. This is a term studied by an influential leader in the topic named Bob Cialdini. I didn't want to interview Bob because he's a professor at Arizona State, and I wanted to make this as unbiased as possible. But because it's so prevalent, his work came up anyway. What he noticed was on the Arizona State University campus, on the day after a game where Arizona State had won, people wore their ASU gear. And they used language like, we won, even if they were not on the football team. And so what he noticed was that people take ownership of or or get acquire that reflected glory and feel good about it. And so that may be another factor that keeps the rivalry going because if the, if we won, then that's something nice and a way to stay committed. And also there are some folks who are the kinds of rivalry friends that say we won, they lost. And the they is the same team that was the we when the team was winning, which is in Bob Cialdini's research language, corfing or cutting off reflected failure. And speaking of cutting off reflected failure, they didn't win this year, unfortunately. The cup is going back down south for the first time in six years. Before the game, I picked Michelle Gardner's brain about where these two teams are at. Both ASU and U of A have a losing record in football and really haven't been much of a threat for a while. So why does this game matter so much? It's bragging rights. I mean, it's literally bragging rights. It's rivalry. And Jed Fish from Arizona talked earlier this week about rivalries. He said you have city rivalries, like you know you have USC and UCLA. He said you have state rivalries, whether it's you know, Florida, Florida State, or Ohio, Ohio State, or Michigan, Michigan State, or, you know, now you've got Arizona, Arizona State. And then he said there are rivalries that are bordering state rivalries. So he said there are all different kind of rivalries. But um, yeah, this is, this is a big deal to the people that are here. But I don't think if you look at people in, on the East Coast, they're not talking about the Arizona, Arizona State game. They're just not. And that was the thought until 2019, when an article in the New York Times featured data by two professors in California that found out the ASU-U of A rivalry was the strongest rivalry in all of sports. This was very confusing to a lot of people, including Michelle. I just don't think it's even close. I mean, when I was a kid growing up in Florida, I used to watch USC-UCLA. To me, that was a rivalry. Or Michigan-Ohio State, that's a rivalry. But do you think people on the East Coast care about Arizona and Arizona State? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I just think they're so far down the radar. 
I think it would be different if these two schools or one of the schools had a tradition where they played for a national championship or they played in a bowl game or they're in the hunt for a Pac-12 title every year. But that's not been the case. I mean, when, when, when schools are good, there's more on the line. And when there's more on the line, there's more to the rivalry. But if, if your teams are me- mediocre and you're 500, it's basically just for that fan base. So I wouldn't even put ASU Arizona in the top 15 college football rivalries. And let's not even talk about other sports, whether you got the Canadians and the Maple Leafs or you've got Dodgers Giants or Red Sox Yankees. So I don't think ASU Arizona is anywhere on anybody's radar unless you're from Arizona and you grew up here. And fighting for a title, these two teams are not. As I've said, Both have a losing record, and both have had turbulence in their program in the last few seasons. It's hard to say who needed the win more, but Michelle told me before the game that U of A was the one to watch for. Well, ASU right now is on the downward trajectory, and there's just so much in limbo right now. They were 8-5 last year, went to a bowl game. This investigation into alleged recruiting violations has now been going on about 18 months, and we're no closer to having it resolved than we were a year ago. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Herm Edwards was gone after the third game, whether he was fired. Technically, they say the program parted ways with Herm, but we all know what that really means. So there's just so much uncertainty that it makes, it's just a very, very difficult situation in Tempe right now. I talked with Michelle before ASU named Kenny Dillingham their new coach over the weekend. Now, if you're Arizona and you're coming into this game with a 4-6 and record, you're pretty dang happy because you only won one game last year. And before that one win, you had lost 20 games in a row. So you're pretty happy that you've won four games. It's not a disappointment. It's more, hey, we've made progress. Uh, Arizona last year had a great recruiting class. They had the number two recruiting class in the Pac-12, and they had a top 25 class nationally. So they've got some young players that can be part of a building process that are very, very good. So their trajectory is more going up. So even though the teams have the same record, you're looking at this game as one team that's kind of on its way down, and some would say, are literally at rock bottom, and then you've got the other program that was at rock bottom but has made strides. Overall, Arizona State has won more Territorial Cup games than the University of Arizona. But the Chides changed this year, and the Wildcats took home the trophy for the first time since 2016. He's hit, gets it off, and it's going to be intercepted! Isaiah Taylor picks it off, and that'll do it! And for the first time since 2016, the Arizona Wildcats will take home the Territorial Cup. Even if this isn't the strongest rivalry in all of sports, like the survey suggested, the energy between these teams is strong. At Arizona State, it's referred to as hate week. Both schools try to pull shenanigans against the other leading up to the game. And this year, the mascots even got into a fist fight during the game. We here at AZC Podcast don't condone violence, but it was evidence that this isn't just another game in the season. It's the most important game of the season. (laughs) 
So the podcast team here at The Republic is what you would call a house divided. I went to Arizona State, and I'm a Sun Devils fan. And my co-producer, Kaylee Monahan went to the school down south. Hey, now, hey, now. I mean, you gotta give us some credit here. I mean, we just wiped the floor with you guys. Is it wiped the floor? Didn't you win by two points or something? Hey, man, <laughs> the two worst teams in the division... And you guys ended up on the bottom. So I'm going to bask in this glory that was six years in the making. That's true. That's true. I feel like you guys uh, definitely needed it, maybe more than we did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I will say, like, being at the stadium, though, there was a healthy gathering of Sun Devils fans. They were definitely out-cheered by all the Wildcats fans. But yeah, anytime ASU made any sort of progress, there would be like this, yeah, but it was so tiny because <laughs> you should be buried by boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it was funny. And I will hand it to the Sun Devils. They made it an exciting game. Lots of good back and forth, but you know, Wildcats forever, bear down forever. I don't care what you Sun Devils think. I mean, we're just the best. (laughs) I know. It was an exciting game. There was a a couple of years ago, I think it was two years ago now, where we had won 70 to 7. And while that was like fun, it wasn't very exciting to watch. There was no like game aspect, um, even though there's definitely a lot of Sun Devils that love to bring that up, that that was in in recent history. But Did you go to Territorial Cup games like while you were in college and stuff? Okay, so the truth comes out. No. Um, (laughs) Oh, Kaylee. Get this. Get this. I went to one game my freshman year and I stayed for one quarter and I left. I don't even know who we were playing. (laughs) I didn't care. I'm like, sports balls is not for me. I even won season tickets to the U of A basketball team, which were very good that year. But I'm like, Sports balls. I don't care. I sold them all. <laughs> Got money. Out oh my of gosh. It. So I was. I had enough pride by just being a student there. Um, I didn't care. <laughs> but now that I'm long since graduated, and my only connection, it feels like to the school, to the university, is through the sports. I've become more of a U of A fanatic in that sense. Yeah, I actually, even though I'm not a huge football fan, I think that going to ASU games is how I learned about football. Like I would go every Saturday. It was just sort of the thing to do. So I would go and I would ask my friends questions and I learned a lot. And then there was like a season where we were pretty good, one season where we were just all right. But then, you know, those games were so fun and so exciting. And and I'm a social girl. I like to go and just like be where all the people are and like see what's going on. So I, I have been to two Territorial Cup games that were in Tempe, maybe three. Uh, and they're a lot of fun. I feel like I'm never a bigger ASU fan than I am until Territorial Cup Day. Same, same. Like, I usually don't care and, you know, lay it out on the open here. I do teach at Arizona State at Cronkite. So I like to tell my students that they got the best teacher since I went to the U of A. It usually gets a few (laughs) chuckles out of them and a few little snarls and like, oh, yeah. But, you know, it's a good icebreaker. (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, I am definitely wearing all my U of A gear to class today. I wonder what they'll say. I'm sure you'll get some nasty looks on campus. Well, um, Amanda, I just got one more yes. thing to say to you. Oh, Burn no. I did send a poll to the Republic's newsroom. Of those who responded, almost 60% say they were rooting for the Sun Devils. About 16% said Wildcats. And about 24% said it didn't matter to them either way. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Valley 101. Feel free to send your questions to our podcast by visiting valley101.azcentral.com. If you're a fan of the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Valley 101 and all other Arizona Republic podcasts on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. I'm producer Amanda Luberto. We'll see you next week. And go Devils. <laughs>